Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am recording this in lovely Escazú, Costa Rica. And it is October 1st, a Sunday in the year 2023. Now, this is kind of mind-blowing that we are already at the end of September, and now October has begun, and we are in the last quarter of the year. And it's just phenomenal to me. So <laughs> we have to start thinking about what we want to accomplish in the end of this year because we are rapidly approaching the end of this year. So with this in mind, I am offering a new master class on the 10th of October, which is a Tuesday, called The Energetics of Eclipses. And the reason I'm doing this is it's for a variety of reasons. It's because we are having eclipses and I want everyone to really understand the meanings of them. You know, I think in our popular culture, the most exposure we get to them is about how they are visible or not from where we live or where we're traveling. And People want to see the phenomenon of the eclipse, but there are energetics to this that each of us experience every six months because they happen every six months. This isn't a once in a lifetime, oh, it's an eclipse. Yes, there are times when they do appear in different places, but there are times when they are visible where you live and then not visible there for another 10 years or something. So we want to be very aware of you know the energetics of them because they do stir the pot and usually there are emotional scenarios that come up during this time that we need to contend with and that we have to acknowledge because it does bring emotional uh, situations to the table and sometimes it's you don't have anything brewing but you are just really busy and maybe a bit overwhelmed and the energetics again are what's overwhelming. So we're going to talk all about this stuff and it's that Tuesday the 10th at 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. It's only $33 and there will be special offers that I give to those who are attending the Eclipse Masterclass. So if you'd like to join me, you can join me through my website, thegoldenastrologer.com. Go to book online and you can scroll down and find that, The Energetics of Eclipses. I've also put it in Instagram stories with a link. And you can also email me, deb at debmcbride.com or info at thegoldenastrologer.com and I can send you the link. So, multiple ways to join. It will be recorded. You can purchase it after the fact if you're maybe on vacation or something and you don't have time to do this and you'll do it when you get back. But all of those ways are ways of joining. And like I said, there will be some special announcements, some special deals that I'm going to have uh, at, you know, at the event. So, join me. In the meantime, we have a week ahead, and we are now, as I said, eclipse, eclipse ready. We are eclipse ready because that full moon that we had on Friday, which I've been talking about for a while, and I spoke about last week a number of times on Instagram, that full moon opened the eclipse door. And so we will now start to feel these energies and what they will mean for us. And one of the things we'll be discussing in the, the master class is how we process them and how to navigate them, etc., etc. And, you know, where are they going to land for you in your life? Okay, so we are 
Looking at Mars and Uranus right now, which are in this interesting dynamic. Now, Mars and Uranus is in an interesting dynamic known as an inconjunct. And Mars and Uranus are an interesting duo because they're both high energy. And when Mars does this, this is that needling aspect I've spoken about. And when Mars does this to Uranus, it often brings uncomfortable emotions, uncomfortable situations. They are edgy planets, both of them. So they're in an edgy aspect to each other. They're not in a soft aspect. They're in an edgy aspect to one another. And this is something where we need to just sort of assimilate this and digest this as we work through these emotions of what this brings up. It could be a lot of discomfort. It can be a lot of anger. So if you're feeling a little like your scales are tipped because Mars is in Libra and, you know, it's tipping the scales in the direction of irritation and anger, then, you know, you have to take some time and do something like exercise, go for a walk, move your body, do something physical. It, it's, I went to the garden today and I pulled all these weeds out of my rose pots which had grown and my honeysuckle was all wrapped around the roses and I, I had to unravel it. And so that was a lot of physical figuring things out, moving things around. And then I went for a nice walk, but it's, it's a movement. Uranus and Mars want you to move. You have to physically move. This is a good use of this energy exercise, do something physical or, or strategic too. If you have some, maybe you have paperwork or things to do, then it's really a strategic uh, aspect as well, and it can be used to figure things out and use our brain power in another way. Mars is in an interesting dynamic because what it's going to do as it gets into you know the uh, later the later days of this week is Mars is going to start making this relationship the same relationship to Neptune. So. This is what, and you remember I've spoken of this aspect in recent weeks, this is a yod. It's where Uranus and Neptune are speaking very nicely to one another. And then Mars comes in on the other side of the zodiac and provokes them in this edgy inconjunct, both of them. So it's really doing this to both planets at the same time. The exactitude of Mars and Uranus was really early this morning or last night, depending on where you are. And the exactitude of Mars to Neptune is going to be in the middle of the week. Now, this is interesting because it means that Mars, this assertive energetic planet, is he's kind of the star of the week, okay? And especially these first days of this week. Um, he's really pushing, he always pushes the buttons. Even if he's in Libra, where he's polite, he may politely be pushing buttons. And Mars is doing this to both Uranus, which I said is edgy, and then Neptune, which is not necessarily an edgy planet, but it can feel edgy when Mars gets involved. So if you are feeling a little bit out of sorts or you're feeling imbalances and that's a really good word for this an imbalance because mars is in libra okay and that's the sign of balance and libra loves balance and libra only wants balance and this discomfort that mars brings to libra anyway because mars as we've talked about doesn't necessarily love to be in libra it's going to go into scorpio 
next week, not this coming week, next week, and Mars will then be in its own realm. But in the meantime, it's in this sign that desires balance. And the sign of Libra always seeks balance within the levels of discomfort. How much discomfort can we have? If I move a little to the left, am I going to be more uncomfortable? Or if I move a little to the right, am I going to be more uncomfortable? And trying to find balance over these next days is one of our tasks. Because Mars and Neptune is another interesting dynamic because when they get together it's not this edginess it's not like that mars uranus that makes you want to go out and take a run or do something ex like that requires physical exertion you know when mars gets involved with neptune things get slippery things are not really what they seem to be or are they and we are dealing with energies that are a dynamic that could be or could not be. And remember I was talking about the sun in Neptune last week. And Neptune Neptune is a bit tricky because it presents something and then you're like, is this real or is it not real? Is it is it showing up for me or is it not showing up for me? Is it is this what I think it is or am I wrong about this? Especially with this kind of dynamic. Mars and Neptune, and this is where I have to say these things that I don't necessarily love saying, but it's a cautionary measure, and that's my job here. Mars and Neptune is like thievery, okay? It's something that slips out of your hands. Did I lose my keys? Did I lose my wallet, or was it stolen? Now I have to call my bank and cancel everything, right? Did I lose my wallet, or was it stolen? Did I forget it at home? And, to, you know, all of this slipperiness and sleights of hand, it's really a kind of magician aspect. It's an aspect of, it can be magic. And if you're using the Mars energy towards things like magic or towards things that are, you know, and when, by magic I say, you know, visualization and creativity and, you know, there's always creativity and magic, you know, and cleverness. But we need to be careful of anything in our life that sounds, it sounds um, like too good to be true or something that doesn't sound as good as we thought it was going to be or any of that. There, There's some discomfort with all of this. And this is going forward with Mars and Neptune and Uranus and then the other thing is that Mars is going to conjunct the south node. So so this is where we start getting, you know, into this whole south node energy because the nodes are sitting right in between Uranus and Neptune. So the north node in Aries is between Neptune and Pisces and Uranus and Taurus. And so it's as if there's like what we call a locomotive aspect in astrology. One is in one sign and then there's something in the next sign and the next sign. And the three of them are all in alignment as far as the degrees and how far along they are in each of those signs. So they're, they're all very lined up. And Mars is sort of in the middle of this on the other side of the Zodiac and Libra. And it's sitting, it's sitting for all intents and purposes right now. It's on the south node. <laughs> and so Mars is really the star of these next few days because we're going to feel edgy. We're going to feel agitated. We're going to be antsy. We're going to want to do something, go somewhere. 
throw some energy around, you know. But Mars to the south node in Libra, <sighs> seeking some sort of instant gratification that perhaps is not doable. And this is so complex and interesting because, you know, okay, so Mars is in Libra. Mars is like a very more independent, confident, driving force in Libra. It's very polite, as I've said. But in this, with the south node, the south node is this, you know, it's this energy of a, sort of a vortex of the things that pull us in that direction. We're always thinking about, and uh, you know, Libra, it's partnership. It's about relationships. It's about peace and serenity and you know, when Mars is going there, it generally is not those things. <laughs> it's not peace. It's not serenity. It could be about partnership. But this might be a time when your partner drives you a little crazy, you know, a little edgy. Your partner is edgy. You're edgy. Where's the edginess coming from? It's Mars to the south node. Relationship dynamics are very interesting right now, and we have to pay attention to them because Mars on the south node is really about Mars triggering that vortex. And when it sits on the south node in Libra, opposite its own sign of Aries, it's really kind of, it feels a little backwards. But that vortex is like all the things that get us, you know, sucked into those Libran things. I just want peace. I just, I don't want a conflict. I just want peace. And Mars goes there and says, sorry, darling. We're in a bit of a conflict, whether you like it or not. And Mars loves conflict. <laughs> Aries loves a good argument. Mars loves conflict. But there may be some level of instant gratification in your relationships with Mars to the south node that you are not receiving. And once again, the idea is to send the energy towards the north node. So it's about Aries. Now, <laughs> Aries is singular. Aries is independent. Aries says, okay, if you're not going to come, you know, with me out today, I'm just going to go myself. Okay. I don't need you to be there. I need to just go myself. All right. I'm going to go run these errands. I'm going to go do this stuff myself. If you're not ready to go, fine. I'm going. That's Aries. I don't sit around and wait for you. Okay, I'm looking at my watch. I thought we were going out. I thought we had plans. I thought this was going on. I thought we were going to run errands today, etc. Together. Don't wait for together. If you've got things to do, go do it. You know, and the thing is that Mars is usually the planet that encourages that. But this time, it's encouraging. I want to wait for you to go run these errands. <laughs> and it wants you to respond. <laughs> and it's on the south node so it's triggering all of our insecurities around relationships and maybe maybe you don't have a whole lot of insecurities in your relationships but something is bound to surface when mars gets involved with the south node in libra and it's not something horrible or anything like that i would say it's something inconvenient and uncomfortable but it's not going to you know blow up your life it will get a little hot and bothered when it squares Pluto, but that's next Sunday. Um, in the meantime, we are just dealing with our own 
Um, you know, the south node is where we get a little childish. It's where we want that gratification. And the south node is where we can never have the, the satisfaction of that. We're not going to get the gratification. We're not going to get it. We have to go to the north node. So, and with Mars at the south node, it just reminds us to be independent and solely conscious of like doing things for the sake of doing, getting things done and doing what we need to do and not allowing a partnership to screw us up and just do what you need to do and not allow relationship gratification to get in the way. We want that it's that it's the baby wants the bottle. That's the South note. The baby cries till they get the bottle. The cat cries at me until she's fed, even though she's already been fed. And I have to like lead her out of the kitchen. <laughs> you know, they want you to satisfy them. Give it to me. And Mars there can get very insistent. So if you feel that insistent energy and you're grasping for something, forget it. Just let it go. Let it go. It's like scratching a mosquito bite that's never going to stop itching while you're scratching it. It's just going to keep going. So take an allergy pill and <laughs> just deal with the north node in Aries. You know, just try to do things solely on based on your own advice and your own opinion and your own sense of alignment. You know, it, it's a tricky, this is a tricky thing. So we've got a lot of complicated Mars things going on this week. We've got it doing something with Uranus now. We've got it about to do something with Neptune. It's going to the south node in which it always opposes the north node. Mars is getting us hot under the collar. So if you're feeling like that, again, I say go take a walk. Go do something physical. Mars is about getting physical. Um, once Mars goes into Scorpio, and that won't be this week, it will be the following week, it be the 11th, Mars will then feel a little more manageable because it's in its own domain, it's in its own realm, and it likes it there. But we're trying to navigate Mars um, in, its, in its detriment, and it's you know, I don't want to insult anyone with Mars and Libra, but yes, it, it honestly, Mars is in detriment. And, you know, it doesn't give us a really good sense of, of satisfaction. So stop looking for that. Don't look at don't look for that in your cupboard or your refrigerator either, because then we can start emotional, reaching for things emotionally, you know, satisfying to us if we don't get what we want. And just be okay if you can't have what you want, okay? You probably aren't going to further your goals in exactly the way you want to right now either. Mars is often very goal-oriented. It's the initiator. It wants, it wants, you know, it was happy the other day when like that, that full moon in Aries, that big dynamic of like the moon in Aries that was, I felt very motivated. I had lots of things to do. I had a lot going on. I was running around. I was making appointments and running around in between them on Friday. It was, it was a tad overwhelming, but it was a lot of energy, but I expected that more or less from that full moon for so many reasons, as I talked about last week and I talked about during the, during the week on Instagram. So this is, you know, Watch your temper this week. Please watch your temper this week. Don't throw a tantrum. This is where Mars is really, you know, not good at staying 
polite. <laughs> Don't throw a tantrum. Go for a walk around the block. Sit down with yourself and be reasonable, okay? And that's Libra wants to talk things out and balance and be, you know, in a dynamic with another person. And do that before you throw a fit, okay? Calm down, take a deep breath, and listen. And listening is part of this week, too, as Mercury, planet of communication, and all things communicative, opposes Neptune. And that would be tomorrow, 11.34 a.m. Eastern Time. And it is about using your intuition. Mercury, this is a good aspect, actually. I know it's an opposition, but Mercury is in its own sign. And Neptune is in its own sign. So that's great. They're, they're talking to one another and it's a very good dynamic because they're each at home. Now, Mercury and Neptune are strange because, again, and we're dealing with Neptunian energies, use this for vision, for foresight, for intuition, for creativity, for emotional experiences. You know, if you feel like you want to journal and maybe it makes you weep a little bit, that's fine. That could be this, you know. What you don't want to do is not tell the truth. <laughs> and what you do want to do is listen that other people are telling the truth and that you are certain of that, as opposed to taking it at face value and then realizing that it's not the truth. And later and feeling like a silly person because you have taken someone at their word and it was not the truth. Be very careful with all your dealings, with your contracts that you need to sign, with all of your, um, you know, communications. Make sure you're getting to the bottom of it and that you really do get the truth. The other good use of this energy is empathy. If someone tells you a story, have empathy for them. You know, and it's good to have empathy. You know, it's good to feel what the other person feels, but obviously to have a certain amount of boundary, which we've been talking about lately. And so that it, that's important to keep that, you know, flow going as far as, you know, intuition and insight and all the good things, vision, creativity, empathy. But do be careful that you are getting the truth from people and do be careful that you're not bending the truth stay in your integrity, okay? Virgo likes integrity, so it, it should be relatively uh, not uncomplicated to do that. Then Mercury, so remember what I said, remember there was this dynamic going on where a planet comes to the end of Virgo as the sun did not so long ago and went to make a lovely relationship to Uranus and then in the meantime it opposes Neptune and then makes a lovely relationship to Pluto. Remember, we had a few planets doing that. So anything at the end of Virgo is doing that. Mercury is now ending its tour of duty in Virgo, and it's going to change signs this week. So on Monday, we have Mercury opposite Neptune, which I just described. Then on Tuesday, we have Mercury trying Pluto, which is very lovely. And it's a sense of empowerment with your word. Now, again, Remember what I said, you don't want to get slippery with the truth. You want to speak the truth and stay empowered and hold your word. This is important. You cannot waver on your word after we get to Mercury trine Pluto because it's going to come out that you were not truthful, okay? It may be in a very gentle way. But it will be, you've got to stay solid and empowered with your word and stay firm. Okay, that's Tuesday. Then when we get to Wednesday, 
Mercury will be leaving Virgo and it's going to enter the sign of Libra, which is at 8.09 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday the 4th. So Mercury goes into Libra and that's fine. Mercury is an analytical planet. Libra is an air sign. So it's great for people like my friends here who do design work and who do um, creative work and who do anything that requires, you know, creativity and also a bit of analysis. So this is, this is very good. It's also, again, Libra likes justice and the truth. So Mercury is in a place where it is poised to deliver that. So Mercury will then start its journey into the sign of Libra where it will be for you know a few weeks um I think it's going to fly through Libra and then enter Scorpio on October 23rd which is really only about three weeks after it goes into Libra so in the meantime um we've got three planets in Libra and that asks for balance that asks for peace that asks for thinking before you act because it's Mars and Mercury and the sun. And it's all very much about seeking out beauty, seeking out aesthetics, seeking out balance. Okay. And anything that is beautiful, charming, aesthetically pleasing is all very Libran. So don't be surprised if you're feeling sort of those ways if you really want to um, it's a great time to do something like if you're buying new furniture if you're redecorating your home libra is very good for those things they they love that stuff you know design and and decoration and interior designers are are often libras and and or they have a good dose of libra my architect friends here are have, all have libra energy and then we have venus venus is finally going to wrap up her experience of Leo. So this is the last week she's going to be in Leo. Now remember, back in June, I said, oh, Venus is going to be in Leo a really long time until October. And here we are. We're in October already. We went through the retrograde, which the first half of that, as I recall, was not easy. And as I've discussed here, not easy. And this is, uh, this is the end. Venus is going to come out of her shadow about Friday or so. She'll be coming out of her shadow finally. And remember, she went all the way to almost the end of Leo. And then she turned around and went all the way back to about 12 degrees of Leo. And now she's finally going, she's flowed back and now she's finally coming to the end of that. She will reach uh, dynamics on Saturday and Sunday that she has not done yet this year. Okay. So the, the portion of, and, and thereafter as well, but the portion of Leo that she was in, uh, all this time did not include the last two degrees of Leo. And so she's going to reach those next weekend. And next weekend is interesting because on Saturday the 7th uh, in the evening, Eastern time, the moon will enter Leo. So the moon is going to join Venus in Leo. So we'll have some fire in the sky until the next day when Venus goes into Virgo, 9.11 p.m. on Sunday the 8th. That's Eastern time. The moon will still stay in Leo after that, but it's interesting that the goddesses will be together on Saturday and part of Sunday 
with uh, in the sign of Leo, which is always about royalty, right? So this is interesting. Venus is finally finishing up. I think there will be a feeling of a certain level of heaviness lifted, a certain level of feeling like any sort of financial woes, relationship woes, any of that is going to come to an end once we get through this last piece of her shadow. And remember what you learned during the Venus retrograde, which started on July 22nd and went till September 4th. Things were a little topsy-turvy in, in those two areas of life. There was relationships and there was um, the dynamics of our finances. And you know, we'll be wrapping that up this week. And one of the reasons I gave that five-week immersion about harmonizing prosperity was, uh, the main reason was for Venus retrograde in Leo. And if you are interested, it's still available to receive that. You, it's always going to be available. And it's not just relative to astrology. It's an evergreen content. It's five weeks of learning about boundaries and relationships and money. I talked a lot about money and the dynamics of money. So I highly recommend it, especially as we're still like working through this Venus element during this last week. But it will, it's an evergreen content. It will always be available. It's not something specific to the Venus retrograde, but it was a good time to give it. So if you are interested in receiving Harmonizing Prosperity, you can, again, go to my website, thegoldenastrologer.com, go to book online and you can claim it and I'll send it to you. Um, and then there's, you know, you can always contact me, deb at debmcbride.com, info at thegoldenastrologer.com to uh, receive it as well. Uh, any case, this is the wind down and then Venus is going into Virgo. She doesn't love Virgo. She, it's not her favorite because she's in her fall in Virgo. Uh, detriment is what she is when she's in her, like I said, Mars is in detriment. It's an opposite its rulership. Um, fall is when it's opposite its exaltation, a little astrology lesson for you. So Venus is exalted in Pisces. She is going to be in her fall in Virgo. Now, not to offend anyone who has Venus in Virgo. It's just that, you know, we all have something that's not in balance, right? Because it wouldn't be life without it. So there's a, there's an interesting, you know, recognition of that. Plenty of people with Venus in Virgo have wonderful long-term marriages and relationships. So fear not. But it is a time of maybe a little bit of examination. So she will go into her favorite sign of Libra later on in a number of weeks. But for now, we're ending that retrograde shadow. We're going past the retrograde shadow for the last couple of degrees of Leo. And then she goes into Virgo, where she probably will feel like she wants to clean house, right? And that's it for this week, pretty much. Uh, we are now racing towards that eclipse period. So again, if you're interested, let me know in my masterclass, The Energetics of Eclipses. Otherwise, you can see me on Instagram during the week at The Golden Astrologer. You can find me on this podcast. I'm here on Sundays and also my website, thegoldenastrologer.com. And I'm on Facebook, The Golden Astrologer, and also Deb McBride um, because that's the nature of Facebook <laughs> <laughs> so I wish you a beautiful, beautiful week. Enjoy this last week of Venus in her fire. Enjoy this fiery Mars and remember to think before you speak and just be gentle with yourself and 
I have gratitude for all of you for listening. Much love to all. Have a beautiful week.